Pack your bags, it's time to visit Las Vegas, America's capital for fun and entertainment. This is Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Hello and welcome once again to Vegas Never Sleeps. I'm Stephen Maggi and on today's program we once again celebrate the Las Vegas experience. When you think about Vegas, you always think about the latest in technology, but just off the strip, one of the most popular attractions brings back the days before we all had personal computers. It's pinball, one of the most popular games of the 1960s, 70s, and 80s, and you'll meet the owner of a great museum where you can actually play with the artifacts. Later in the program, we visit the President's Hotel in Vegas. And regardless of your opinion of President Donald Trump, his restaurant, DJT at the Trump Hotel, is one of the finest in America. You'll meet DJT's head chef, as well as his top mixologist, who are going to share their secrets of success. All that, as well as our Vegas insider, Scott Robin, who's excited beyond words that Chick-fil-A and In-N-Out are now on the strip. Well, before the days of video games and smartphones and such, there was pinball. And I know when I was in the 1970s and high school and so forth, pinball was a big deal. And I don't think about it much anymore, but a lot of friends that I have still talk about the great times at the pinball parlor playing and so forth. And there's a place in Las Vegas, believe it or not, that has a ton of pinball machines. And you can relive that past. And, you know, I was questioned a little about it and I started asking some people I know about it and they say it's one of the best museums in town so with that we've got uh, the owner Tim Arnold with us today Tim welcome to the show uh is pinball just something you loved from the days you were a kid uh yeah I started off playing it when I was like you said in junior high school high school and then uh, I actually bought a machine from the guy that uh, owned the pizza parlor and then I kind of bought another one and kept buying them and pretty soon I had a whole bunch of them and then opened up a pinball arcade in 76 and ran that through 1990 and then um, I was getting to the point where we were we were saving all our old machines because the distributors didn't want them back right so we were stacking them up in a warehouse and I thought it'd be kind of neat if I uh, opened up a museum with all these old machines so I thought about it for a while and decided that Las Vegas was the perfect spot place for it because it's warm and dry and there's a lot of tourists here so i loaded everything from michigan put it on trucks and drove it out here and uh spent some time getting ready and then opened up this pinball museum it's an incredible place folks i mean you're talking about ten thousand square feet uh tim how many machines do you have and they're all yours aren't they uh, yeah, well, there's a couple other collectors that have thrown a couple things in, too. But, yeah, it's uh, mostly me. Uh, it's about 250 machines. It's set up like a supermarket where you walk in and there's aisles. There's the 60s aisle and the 90s aisle and the brand-new games up front. And, um, it's, it's one of the few things in Las Vegas you can do without paying for parking or paying an admission. We're very proud of the fact that you drive in free and walk in free. 
and you should be, especially nowadays where everything costs a bundle to park and so forth. You're on Tropicana, so it's really not very far from the Strip at all. No, we're just three miles east of the biggest hotel corner in the world, where the MGM and the Tropicana and the Excalibur and the New York, New York are. Yeah, so that's, I mean, it's easy for people to get to, and, you know, again, as I research this thing, Tim, people have a blast there, because you can go, and and this is a place where you can actually play with the museum artifacts. I mean, normally speaking, you know, you can't touch anything. Here's a place where you can actually get in there, can't you? Yeah, we've tried to make it as much like the arcade experience from the 70s and 80s as is possible. Now, the games don't all cost a quarter. Half our games still do cost a quarter. But some of the newer pinballs cost more than that because they cost us seven, eight, nine, ten thousand dollars to buy, and we can't sell that product for a quarter anymore. Right. And uh, other than that, though, it's it's the same experience you remember. We like to say it's just a big dark room full of pinballs, which is what people remember. Now there is there's been a couple changes. Of course, there's no smoking anymore. People used to smoke everywhere, but they can't yeah. do that now. And we got a soft drink machine in the corner, and we've got. Uh, we also use real coins, not swipe cards. Everybody that's going yeah, right. to, to arcades now, they have to buy some funky little swipe card. and It's just not the same. You've got to take a real 25-cent coin out of your pocket and put it in the coin slot. Otherwise, it isn't real to you. You know what I love about it, Tim, is it reminds me of the movie Santa Claus. I think it was actually Santa Claus, the second one with Tim Allen, where he goes to a place and he just starts giving away toys from kids' past. And the minute they get it, it that feeling comes back. And I think pinball is one of those kind of things where, you know, if you were around in the 70s and 80s and played that, you might not have played in 20, 30 years. But the minute you get back there, it all comes back to you. Yep, we, get, uh, we call it the nostalgia lockup where they'll be walking down an aisle full of pinballs and they'll see a game that they haven't seen in 30, 35 years, and they look at it, and they just stop dead, and they freeze up, and they go, ah, ah, I remember, I remember that game. The first time I kissed a girl, I was playing that game. <laughs> that great? And it, it all comes back to them. And you know, the other thing, uh, the question obviously is why a pinball hall of fame, but it actually makes a lot of sense because it's kind of a, another way, just like the, the Neon Museum is, it's another way to go through and really see our culture because these things, uh, as I recall, uh, you know, you'd have the Happy Days one and something. You can kind of relive what was popular at the time in the second half of the 20th century till now. Right, and you can also date the machines if you look at the art on the back glass. Uh, the games from the, the, the 50s, all the men are wearing hats, and all the women have a string of pearls, and they're wearing long dresses. And then the 60s happen, and all of a sudden everybody's in vinyl go-go boots and miniskirts, and, and guys have groovy neckerchiefs and stuff <laughs> like that. And then the 80s hit, and of course you've got war in space. You know, you got aliens everywhere, and it's yeah. uh, absolutely a, a trip back through time. Kind of talk to, talk to us about that from like the 50s where you started there through. Did the games get more complicated and stuff? Because everybody, you know, you, you say pinball, and immediately you picture this big thing where you got the two flappers on the side. Did they get more involved and so forth as the years went on? Yeah, the players demanded a, a different, newer experience. You're not going to play what your dad played. It's, you know, you're a young male, and that's who mainly plays pinball is young males. Uh, you, you rejected your dad's stuff, and you wanted something new and different. And as the games have evolved and electronics have become cheaper and more sophisticated, uh, all of a sudden the games have more complicated rules, 
and they have multiple levels and they have ramps and they have flying ball magnets and all sorts of Superman, Batman jazz all over them. Um, I'm a purist. I like what I grew up with. So if I have time, I play the games from the 60s and 70s I grew up with. But uh, that's the cool thing about us is we got a little bit of everything. What does it sound like in there? I mean, I can just imagine all this, you know, ping, ping and all that. It's probably a, a really a whole nostalgic thing, and it really brings the flavor of the place in. There's, there's the sound, and there's also the smell, because there's a, a, a certain smell to older electronics as they degenerate. They put off a, a, a tangy sort of smell, which is actually the... Bakelite spacers off-gassing, and you get it's actually formaldehyde, so you get this tangy nostalgia smell that you get, you know, from a room of old radios, and yeah. people come in there. I, this place even smells like the arcade used to. <laughs> yeah, see that that's that's just so much fun. Now I gotta ask you. I've been wanting to ask you this since we set up this interview a while ago. My best friend and I used to play. He was really into it. I was a once-in-a-while guy, but I always enjoyed it. But, you know, he knew how to just push the thing where you didn't tilt it and stuff. Is that something that's gone through the whole thing of, of pinball machines? Or did they start getting closer to that? Where you, actually, part of it was to see what you could push without tilting the machine. Ah, this is what makes it a great game, is the risk-reward ratio. It, if you take a chance and you shake the game, you could lose by tilting it. But you could also save your ball and continue to play. This is why pinball is a great game and always will be, and why video games are stupid little games for babies, <laughs> because you can't control the right. little blip on the screen. If, if you get really good at pinball, you can tell the ball where to go. We'll return in just a few moments with more from Tim Arnold, owner of the Pinball Hall of Fame. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Is there something you've always wanted to know about Las Vegas? Drop us a line at info at VegasNeverSleeps.com. This is Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. I'm here with Logan Reed, my own personal business coach that does so much more than just business. Logan, do you find that people come to you thinking about business and ended up leaving where it's really about their entire life? That's actually a great question because what I find is that people often come to me and ask, am I a business coach? Am I a career coach? Am I a life coach? And I say, I don't care what you call me because when you change any part of your life, so if we're talking about your career or your relationship, it's going to change everything. So when we make changes in one part, it touches every part of our life. So how do we get involved? How do we get more information about, about you and what you're doing? Sure. You can give me a call at 360-529-1848 or email me at logan at loganreadcoaching.com. And you can also check out my website if you want to learn more about me at loganreadcoaching.com. 
Waste management has earth-friendly plans that fit the biggest corporations and recycling programs to help smaller companies get started. We're there for you every night and on the job with you every day. When you put waste management to work, you get an environmental partner and big ideas for every size business. From everyday collection to environmental protection, think green, think waste management. To learn more, visit WM.com. Forgotten Heroes, the independent film that Hollywood refused to distribute. They were asked to risk their lives in order to save their enemy. The producers of Forgotten Heroes are donating 25% of all sales to the American Veterans Disabled for Life Memorial Fund. We need someone to go in there and bring them out. From first-time director Jack Marino, the home run for America's Vietnam veteran. They are Forgotten Heroes. Buy the DVD now at ForgottenHeroesTheMovie.com. That's ForgottenHeroesTheMovie.com. Dear Daddy, dear Mom, I love you. I miss you. I'm proud to call you my father. Every year, Snowball Express honors the children of our fallen military. Heroes who made the ultimate sacrifice for our nation. Hi, everybody. I'm Tony Orlando. Did you know that more than 8,500 children have lost a parent in military service since 9-11? Our soldiers died fighting for our freedom, and their children, they continue to suffer the loss. Join me in proudly supporting Snowball Express, a nonprofit charity that creates opportunities to help heal the children of our fallen heroes. Their year-long efforts culminate in a special week of fun, friendship, and hope. We can never fully express the gratitude for the ultimate sacrifice our soldiers have made, but we can honor them by giving back to their children. Please, you join me? Donate now at snowballexpress.org. It's our last errand today, Jimmy. Just need to pick up some light bulbs. Whoa, there's so many. Did Grandma tell you which ones to buy? No, but check out the label on this package. It'll help us find the right bulbs. Does it really matter? Well, sure. The new light bulbs use a lot less energy, so we save money on our electric bill by using an energy-saving incandescent, CFL, or LED. How about this bulb? Well, let's see. We need to replace the 60-watt bulbs in our bedside lamps. That one is 800 lumens, so it should do the trick. I've never heard of lumens. Lumens tell us how bright the light is. The more lumens, the brighter the bulb. You know, Grandpa, you're a pretty bright guy. <laughs> yeah, you're pretty smart yourself, Jimmy. Lumens, the new way to shop for light. Learn more at energysavers.gov. That's energysavers.gov. A message from the U.S. Department of Energy. And now, more Vegas Never Sleeps. Here's Stephen Maggi once again. With us is Tim Arnold, the owner of the Pinball Hall of Fame, located just a few blocks east of the Las Vegas Strip. You know, visiting the Pinball Hall of Fame is a lot like going back in time to see how folks had fun in the mid-20th century. You know, this is a great thing, too, for somebody that is into either video poker or just, just the slots and so forth. You know, and they're playing for a while, and it's not happening for them, and they need a break. But they just go in there and do a little. You know, you, got, you have some skill involved, and you can get kind of some of that kind of excitement, you know. It's a, you know, and you can do it so inexpensively. It's really a wonderful thing for Las Vegas. 
Yeah, it is, because you go into the casinos, and the one thing you notice is it's kind of like a funeral home. Nobody's yelling, screaming, having fun, going whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> and they're just sitting there poking a button. You don't even pull the handle anymore. You just yeah. poke a button, and some video screen spins around or something. And then you come in here, and people are standing up. They're bumping into each other. They're, they're yelling and screaming, yay, wow, go, yeah, and stuff like that. And it's just... It's the sound of people having fun when you walk in here. Yeah, it's a great throwback. And I imagine there's some people that maybe after the experience, you know, of course, if you're a local, you can go in there anytime you want. But if you're not, have you ever had somebody go, where can I buy one of these things? Oh, yeah. But I don't recommend that people buy a pinball machine for their house. It's like the most high-maintenance woman you've ever had times <laughs> 10. It's, it's just they need constant fiddling to keep them going. The, the designers weren't stupid. They made the games, designed them to run about five years and then fall over dead, so you had to buy a new one. Now, you can trick them into working a little longer, but it takes a lot of effort. And the other thing about owning your own pinball machine is you don't realize this. You're used to a TV where you turn it on and there's a different program every day. You turn on your pinball machine, it's the same game you played yesterday. And you're going to play it like crazy for about six months, and then you're going to use it to fold your laundry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and it's so much fun of going to a place like yours. And, you know, you could go, you know, if you're a regular Vegas person that comes out three, four times a year, you could every time go there, play something different. You could even, you know, change decades and so forth. I mean, yeah, you, can't, you can't, certainly can't do that at home. No, no. We get, we get people flying in from all over the world specifically to come here. Uh, pinball's huge in Europe and in South America. Uh, I'm, I'm worshipped as a god in Europe. <laughs> and there's, there's people that have their weddings here. Um, it's, it's people that, that line up and take selfies all day long in front of our sign. Um, it's, it's grown well beyond what the original intent was, which is just a place for me and my buddies to hang out and play pinball. Well, thank you so much for doing that. One last question, though, Tim. Favorites. Are there any particular ones that, you know, there's the line for something that people really or they specifically request maybe by decade? Do you have any particular favorites that people just can't uh, can't get enough of? Well, we've got some totally unique games that were factory prototypes that were designed by the design department but then never sent down to be produced. And we ended up with, you know, the, the one-off hand-built, one-of-a-kind machines that that you can't play anywhere else it's like a movie that was 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 done but then they never released it now you can come and see it so yeah we've got some uh, really unique things here um uh we're one of the top rated tourist attractions on yelp and TripAdvisor. uh it's it's simply unique anywhere in the world and you've got to see it well, let's do that. So let's tell people where to go, first of all, and then tell them also on the webpage where they can go take a look and get kind of a preview before they come out. It's pinballmuseum.org, and we've got a 360-degree moving tour. You can, you can actually walk through the museum and, and take a look at all the machines. Um, we're 3.2 miles east of the MGM Grand at 1610 East Tropicana. It's a quick and cheap cab ride. Or you can take the bus, uh, or you can drive your car. Got uh, two and a half acres of lighted parking. We're open every day of the year from 11 a.m. till 11 p.m. Oh, that is exciting. And you're right by the Atomic Museum, too, right? Isn't that close by to that? Yeah, yeah. So they can hit, hit both of them. But uh, your thing is a lot of fun. I can't wait my next trip down. 
I am going to be there, Tim. Thanks so much for being with us. Thank you. Up next, let's meet one of the world's finest chefs who happens to work at the DJT restaurant located at the Trump Hotel in Las Vegas. When you come to Las Vegas, you look for great places to eat. There's some of the greatest restaurants in the world, and there's some great chefs that run these restaurants. And with Chef Sidney Jones, and Chef, what a background you have, first of all, to come here and be responsible for this. You all started in Mississippi, and how in Mississippi did you ever think you were going into the culinary world and go all the places you have? So um, with, a, with growing up in the state of Mississippi, you're very limited on... Uh, high caliber kitchens and uh, professional talents. There are some great chefs there, but the style of cuisine that they're cooking was something that I wanted to uh, explore a little differently. Um, so I was always interested in cooking. Cooking was always my passion. I was always trying new things, playing around, traveling the world, trying new cuisines. And so I decided to take it to the next level and attend culinary school in Chicago and uh, leave the state of Mississippi, and then uh, the rest is history after Chicago. Oh, it's a fantastic story, and, you know, again, looking at some of the places you've been, you haven't stuck to one genre. You've looked for a number of different cuisines and so forth. Did that kind of all lead to here? Because this restaurant has, you know, a really eclectic feel and so forth, and you can get a lot of things. It's not necessarily going to the Italian joint or the Asian joint or whatever. So with my career, I always wanted to make sure that wherever I moved next, I would able to learn something new to them, bring something to the table and add to the resume. So whether it was working in Scottsdale at Southwest Southwestern Cuisine or opening Four Seasons Palo Alto with their restaurant uh, Quattro under Italian chefs or um, working in Atlanta, Georgia with Southern regional and local specialties and steakhouses or at Charlie Trotter's, which is a uh, you know, two-star Michelin, super fine dining back in the day. Um, with the French and the, you know, hot cuisine was very important for me. So with all these different varieties and cuisines and background, I was able to really kind of, um, broaden the cooking experience and the, and the, and the cooking, um, you know, culture and be able to learn more on the, on the management side, which is, uh, I thought was very important to learn as much about cooking as I could before going into hotel food and beverage administration or culinary, uh, management. Yeah, we'll talk a little about that in the sense that there's a lot more, Chef, it isn't like you're sitting back there and just trying to think of things. You're responsible for not only the food that comes out there, but kind of the seasons ahead, the running of it and so forth. And this is one competitive marketplace. Yeah, so as the uh, director of food and beverage and executive chef, I'm in charge of uh, room service, banquets, catering, cafeteria, our three-meal-a-day restaurant, uh, H2O pool, pool services, our uh, snack bar, coffee point. Um, you know, so, and that is in charge of everything, administration, management, uh, 22 food and beverage uh, supervisors and managers, 275 line staff, uh, an ever-changing uh, dynamic of clientele, uh, you know, political campaigns and, you know, um, you know, the demographic of our clientele changes throughout the city, throughout conventions. Um, so you have to be very flexible, understanding, uh, respond rapidly to change and know how to give the guests what they want. We'll return in just a few moments with more from Chef Sidney Jones of the DJT restaurant located at the Trump Hotel. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. 
world-class hotels, dining, gaming, special events, and more. This is Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. You'd never suspect that you could find natural beauty as part of a working landfill. You can. Today, waste management landfills provide more than 17,000 acres of protected land for wildlife habitats. Working closely with communities and the Wildlife Habitat Council, we can ensure there will be protected space for native animal and plant life to thrive. From everyday collection to environmental protection. Think green. Think waste management. You hear that? That's the sound of healthy, safe water from the tap. And that safe water is available nearly everywhere in America, thanks in large part to the Safe Drinking Water Act, which turns 40 this year. Happy birthday, Safe Drinking Water Act. Together, let's keep our water safe for the next 40 years and beyond. To learn about how to protect your water, visit drinktap.org. This message brought to you by the American Water Works Association and United Water. Hello? Lisa, it's Janet. What's wrong? Oh, it's just the bridesmaids' dresses for Lindsay's wedding. Oh, no, tell me they're not fuchsia. Oh, they're not fuchsia. Then what? Oh, they're gaudy, aren't they? All ruffles and lace. <laughs> Great. We'll look like a chorus line. No, no, no. They're really quite simple. It's the material I'm most concerned about. Oh, I knew it. I specifically said no chiffon. I mean, it's so passe. I just don't it's think... It's not chiffon. Then what? They're made out of old yellow pages. What? I didn't catch that. It sounded like you said they're made out of old yellow pages. Yep. I'm afraid you heard right. It's got something to do with recycling and good karma on her wedding day. Oh, that's special. I'm not going to know whether a guy's checking me out or just looking for the number of a good mechanic. Funny. Very funny. There's a better way to recycle your outdated Dex phone books. Find out just how easy we've made it in your neighborhood. Call 1-877-2-GET-DEX or log on to DexNose.com. Dear Daddy. Dear Mom. I love you. I miss you. Every year, Snowball Express honors the children of fallen soldiers. Hi, everybody. I'm Tony Orlando. Join me in proudly supporting Snowball Express, a nonprofit that creates opportunities to help heal the children of our fallen heroes. We can never repay the sacrifice our soldiers have made, but we can honor them by giving back to their children. Donate now at SnowballExpress.org. My son Casey was a bright, fearless 20-year-old with a boundless future ahead of him. But in the blink of an eye, he was gone. While out riding a skateboard, Casey fell. He was not wearing a helmet. Our whole family wishes he was. It could have saved his life. I'm Captain Kevin Raffelli of the San Mateo Police Department. Parents, encourage your kids to strap on a helmet every time they jump on a bike, scooter, or skateboard. Think of my son Casey and use your head. Put a helmet on. It could save your life. A message from the Consumer Product Safety Commission. I had a sore in my mouth that just wouldn't go away. And after a couple of weeks, I went to my doctor. A sore, lump, or thick patch in your mouth or throat could be a symptom of oral cancer. My doctor told me I was smart to come in. He said that oral cancer is more common in African-American men than in any other group in the U.S. It turns out I did have oral cancer. But it was caught early, and my treatment was successful. I'm glad I got it checked. That probably saved my life. If you're an African-American man, you need to know about oral cancer. Visit a doctor or dentist if you see changes in your mouth that don't go away after two weeks. It's important to get an oral cancer exam because if you do have cancer, the earlier it's caught, the better. 
A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, National Institutes of Health. We return to Vegas Never Sleeps. Here's Stephen Maggi. We are back with Chef Sidney Jones of the world-famous DJT restaurant located at the Trump Hotel in Las Vegas. You're in a location without a casino, so... No casino. Right, so you're, you're going to have to bring people in on reputation and so forth, unless they're staying here, of course. And then number two, uh, the fact that the name on the building is the President of the United States now... You're probably going to get a lot of people that are looking, and maybe they're even upping what they expect out of here. Like now, they really want an incredible experience. Is that something that, you know, you're, you're thinking about all the time, and is it what you're going to deliver? No, I mean, traditionally, the Trump Hotel uh, Company, and especially this this hotel I'm building, has always had a very robust and busy uh, food and beverage uh, operation. So, um, you know, it's business as usual for us. We've uh, noticed that you know business is staying the same. And uh, we're still offering our uh, transient guests from California or from Utah, as well as our, um, you know, social and our group business for here, con- for here for conventions is, you know, just giving them the, the best possible overall guest experience we can. I'm kind of curious. This is such a competitive marketplace. I mean, there's, there's these big restaurants, chefs all over. I mean, it's one of these things here. Is it something that, like, are you, like, constantly looking at what they're doing in terms of what what you're going to do, or do you try to ignore that and just kind of go with, uh, you know, you've been at these great restaurants all over the world. So, I mean, is it something you want to just create your own thing, or or do you always look at what the market's looking for? Well, I always like to cook for the guest and figure out what exactly our market is, what our guests want. Um, you know, we are, compared to the Bellagio's or the Wins, we are a small food and beverage division, a small restaurant. So we're actually able to focus more on overall guest experience, quality service, quality of food and beverage, uh, changing our menu four times a year, being very seasonal, having craft cocktails, uh, mixology programs. Um, so we, we have a, a great opportunity and freedom to really experiment and try new things. Um, you know, I do like to, you know, go and travel. I like to, I was recently in Paso. So I was, you know, trying 14 different wineries to look to bring some Central Coast wines into our wine list. So uh, the sous chefs all, you know, know other chefs in town and they go and eat at their restaurants and bring new ideas to the table to where we can feature them on our three course seasonal tasting menus and potential menu changes. And uh, we're constantly reading, going out to dinner, uh, experimenting with new food and uh, trying to stay competitive as possible throughout the neighborhood. Okay, Chef, so tell us, people are coming down, they want, a, they want a great meal. They come to DJT. What are some of the things, like for a first-timer, that you'd recommend that maybe they want to try out and so forth to really, you know, get that first experience under their belt? So I would definitely go for our uh, for lunch. I would try our burger. We have a local uh, delice. Uh, we get all of our buns and breads delivered fresh every morning. So we have a really great bun that's involved, and we also have a, a short rib uh, house grind burger. It's an 85% short rib, 15% uh, lean fat ratio so it's really delicious burger um it's served with some local onions from uh, northern nevada and uh, <coughs> a special um, sauce that one of our am sous chef dex reporter makes it's like a coffee coffee ground uh, aoe which goes good with the smokiness and fatty of the grill on the short rib burger so definitely try that for lunch for dinner i would probably go with our vegetarian option a capellini house-made capellini pasta um that has some stewed uh heirloom tomatoes or some batarga on there 
Um, there's some confit, cherry heirloom tomatoes, fresh basil, Ligurian olive oil, Maldon sea salt. It's very light and delicious. Are you looking for local, uh, you know, you look around for local foods, that kind of thing, is that important? Yeah, as I love the, is what's so great about Las Vegas is the ethnic scene. Um, you know, the ethnic scene <clears throat> off the strip on the west side is really great for Malaysian or uh, Japanese amakazis or uh, the Hispanic food here is fantastic. Uh, the Argentine food is great. The whole Indian, Nepali, Indian buffets, Nepali cuisine is is great. So you get really spoiled on the, um, the availability of different types of cuisines um, available at all times. The last question, Chef. Um, as you look on to the next years, is there anything that you haven't delved into yet that you, you're looking forward to do? And also, people get ready, they want to make a trip down here. Where do they go online to find out more and they can make their reservations even before they leave? Yeah, absolutely. You can make a reservation on Open Table. Um, you can call the uh, concierge and we can connect you to the restaurant and make a, a reservation. We do comfortably reservations up to t 10 to 12 people on our large table. Um, we do accept walk-ins. Uh, the weekends are traditionally very busy, so reservations are recommended. And um, and we're just trying to listen to the guests, figure out what the guest wants, give the guests what they need, uh, keep everyone happy, and be as flexible as possible to you know understand that you know one guest may be sitting here having a diet coke and a club sandwich, and on the next table they're doing a, a four course tasting with a bottle of Opus One. So we have to be very flexible and deliver the highest quality of service available to anyone that walks at the door. Well, well worth the trip. Thanks, Chef. Appreciate it. When we come back, you'll hear from our Vegas insider, Scott Robin, talking about some of America's favorite fast food restaurants coming to Vegas. Then we'll head back to the DJT restaurant and meet their chief mixologist, Andrew Omonzo. You are listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Manchie. Visit us at VegasNeverSleeps.com. This is Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. You may not realize it, but there's a source of renewable energy right in your neighborhood, and you're helping to power it. Today, waste management is using the resources at our disposal to create energy from waste. Enough green energy to power over one million homes. It's an idea we're proud to drive forward. From everyday collection to environmental protection, think green, think waste management. Forgotten Heroes, the independent film that Hollywood refused to distribute. They were asked to risk their lives in order to save their enemy. The producers of Forgotten Heroes are donating 25% of all sales to the American Veterans Disabled for Life Memorial Fund. We need someone to go in there and bring them out. From first-time director Jack Marino, the home run for America's Vietnam veterans. They are Forgotten Heroes. Buy the DVD now at ForgottenHeroesTheMovie.com. That's ForgottenHeroesTheMovie.com. Are you looking to save money on your prescription medications? Are your prescription costs too high? Are you paying out of pocket for your meds? Or is your copay too high? Well, if you answered yes to any of these questions, you've got to check out the RX Cut free prescription discount card. And getting your free discount card is easy. All you do is go to the website RxCutDiscounts.com. The free RX Cut prescription discount card allows you to get significant discounts on either brand name or generic prescription medications, and it also works on meds with high copays. There are no fees, no forms, no personal information needed, and the cards are active immediately. Discount cards are also good for the entire family, and they never expire. 
Again, to get your free discount cards, visit rxcutdiscounts, that's plural, dot com. You may get the free discount card either by U.S. mail, email, text, or simply print out the discount card online. I'm here with Logan Reed, my own personal business coach that does so much more than just business. Logan, do you find that people come to you thinking about business and ended up leaving where it's really about their entire life? That's actually a great question because what I find is that people often come to me and ask, am I a business coach, am I a career coach, am I a life coach? And I say, I don't care what you call me because when you change any part of your life, so if we're talking about your career or your relationship, it's going to change everything. So when we make changes in one part, it touches every part of our life. So how do we get involved? How do we get more information about about you and what you're doing? Sure. You can give me a call at 360-529-1848 or email me at logan at loganreadcoaching.com. And you could also check out my website if you want to learn more about me at loganreadcoaching.com. You may be hearing about people having trouble making mortgage payments and risking losing their homes. Many of them just aren't aware of the options that can prevent foreclosure. There are many options available to homeowners, such as repayment and forbearance plans, loan modifications, and even refinancing. Where does someone go for help? They should talk directly with their lender or a qualified HUD-approved counseling agency. Both can provide helpful information without charging a fee. According to PMI Mortgage Insurance Company, it's not a good idea to pay for services that you can get for free from a lender or a qualified nonprofit counseling agency. To learn more, visit homesafepmi.com or call HUD at 1-800-569-4287 for a counseling agency near you. That's 1-800-569-4287. This message is brought to you by PMI, supporting sustainable home ownership that strengthens communities. Back for more Vegas Never Sleeps. Once again, here's Stephen Maggi. Coming up, we'll head back to the DJT to meet the man that makes those famous cocktails. But up first, let's chat with our own insider, Scott Robin, whose webpage, Vital Vegas, is one of the most influential in town. You are particularly excited. There's a couple of new restaurants that aren't new to the world, but they're chains that are relatively new here. One is in and out over at the Promenade, and, of course, Chick-fil-A. I know you're excited about that. Both of those I'm excited about. I uh, don't tend to hang around mid-strip all that much, but to have an in and out on the in the link Promenade is huge because, well, it's huge for in and out because I think this is going to be the most successful uh location they've ever had in and out is hugely popular people come to town they make a special trip to in and out they go over the freeway they do they pay for a cab and all this but to have it right in the center strip it's it's an immaculate setting of course that's in and out it's just there's a quality there and the quality of the food there's a little premium because of the location you're going to pay an extra dollar or two for your for your burger but i think that's huge even bigger than that for me personally, Chick-fil-A. Everybody else in the world that has one down the block, no big deal, right? It's just, just a chicken sandwich. Well, it, in Vegas, it is a 
revelation. It is something that we've been waiting for for years. I personally have been waiting for years and I went today. It is as delicious as I remembered it. It's been two years since I had a, that chicken sandwich. It is unbelievably good. Great service. Again, immaculate uh, surroundings and they know their stuff and there is a pent up uh, demand for Chick-fil-A and I did a tweet and it's been seen 20,000 times 20,000 times in one day so there's obviously there is a serious pent-up demand and people keep saying well you'll get over it in a week or two or a month or two I'm like you're crazy I will eat this for years to come and they're gonna make a killing so those two places it's a huge impact it's fast food, but it's good fast food. It's quality fast food. And uh, pretty soon there's going to be one right across from Palace Station. So it's going to be a, I think that's going to be, uh, that's going to be the equivalent of having an In-N-Out in the Ling Promenade. It's so close to the Strip. It's next to a casino. I think people are going to love it. And do you think both of those chains are very popular in regional areas because they've been there? Is this kind of their way of kind of, coming to the national stage in a sense, you know, kind of venturing out of the South or in, in an ounce case out of California, that kind of thing into a place where people from all over the world are going to come to. Well, I guess so. in and out has a very interesting limitation that it's placed on itself. And it's how it's the distance from their warehouse that they can have a location because they don't want to freeze anything and they don't want to have other parties involved. So they are limited to, you're never going to see an in and out on the East Coast, for example. So it's regional, but there is a different uh, level of exposure that happens when you do Center Strip or when, when Chick-fil-A comes to Las Vegas. They're going to have 10 over, over the next few years. Two are opening now. Uh, one more is coming to the location near Palace Station soon, and but over time there's going to be ten. So that's huge for that company, and it's huge for Vegas. But yeah, it's a it's a different kind of spotlight, and people in Las Vegas come from everywhere else. So you have people who are loyal to those companies, uh, something like Chick-fil-A, they had it in their hometown. Um, and so having it here is they freak out about it. I freak out about it because it's just so good. I didn't have it in my hometown, but it's a, it's a, it's a definite emotional connection to it that makes, I think it makes the food taste better. And when I was in uh, Chick-fil-A, I said, why do you think your chicken sandwiches are so good? And the guy literally said, it's the love. And I'm like, that's exactly right. That chicken sandwich tastes like it was made with love. I can verify it. I felt loved. You can follow Scott Robin on his webpage at vitalvegas.com. Now let's head back to the Trump Hotel and the DJT restaurant. When you come to Las Vegas, you're looking for a couple of things. You're always looking for a great meal, and you're looking for great cocktails. You can get both of those over at the Trump Hotel here in Las Vegas. Uh, and with us is Andrew Almanzo. He's the... Uh, chief mixologist here you know, talk a little about working in las vegas because you know people think oh just being a bartender is no big deal but in this town it's really important right and i mean it's people come to a place and they expect drinks they're going to remember as well as the food exactly uh, what we're trying to do here uh well, what we're trying to do here is we're trying to take a classic uh, twist on old cocktails and try to do what's uh you know what's in season or do kind of a modern twist on a classic prohibition cocktail. Uh, we like to educate, you know, a lot of the people coming here because, uh, you know, when you're just at a lobby bar, you don't think of anything that 
that big. You know, you're thinking about ordering like a rum and coke or something. But we're trying to push the envelope. You know, we're trying to get people to get outside of the ordinary and order something that they're not too familiar with. And, you know, maybe they'll order something different than just a regular drink next time. No, and that makes it exciting. And when you think of Vegas, you always think of things like Prohibition. You know, there's a mob museum on the other side of town that is exhibiting that right now. So give us a couple of ideas. What's something that somebody may come in here and uh, they want to try something to kind of relive early Vegas? Uh, you know, we try to push people, like I said, on the classic drinks, like anywhere from your Negronis to an Old Fashioned to a Manhattan. But, you know, just do something that's more seasonal, like per se, like how we have uh, a Spice Apple Manhattan or how we do like a pineapple-infused Campari Negroni, just something outside of the ordinary. Yeah, and, and, and it's something, too, where you try to marry, I guess, the traditional drink with something maybe a little different without just uh, being different for the sake of difference. Uh, is, that, is that something? And, and also, in this hotel here, because there's not a casino in here, does that kind of put a little more pressure? Because people ha have to come here in that time unless they're staying in the hotel, of course. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, most people don't come here just for our, for our bar and stuff, but uh, we try to impact them uh you know next time they come out to vegas you know like we'll get some people that will come out here for conventions and uh they'll they'll just come here just to try one of our drinks because we're, we're always doing something seasonal every two or three months we're changing up our menu back in a few moments with more from andrew amonzo chief mixologist at the djt restaurant you're listening to vegas never sleeps with Stephen manji From the famous to the fascinating, in a climate as fun, fast, and flashy as Las Vegas, this is Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. I'm here with Logan Reed, my own personal business coach. You know, a lot of people may think this is all a bunch of psychobabble and that kind of thing, but in reality, this is stuff that on the surface may seem like we're going to explore our background, but actually we're just getting really in touch with ourselves to see how we can be more successful. Is that what you try to do with people? It is. So I'm not so interested in what's happened in the past. What I'm looking for is where people are now, where they want to be, and coaching always takes place in the gap. So what are the things, where are the places where they're getting stopped that's in that gap? And then when we move through those, they end up having what they want, whatever their goal is for themselves. Okay, we're all excited about it now. So how do we get involved? How do we get more information about, about you and what you're doing? Sure, you can give me a call at 360-529-1848 or email me at logan at loganreadcoaching.com. And you could also check out my website if you want to learn more about me at loganreadcoaching.com. Dear Daddy. Dear Mom. I love you. I miss you. I'm proud to call you my father. Every year, Snowball Express honors the children of our fallen military. Heroes who made the ultimate sacrifice for our nation. Hi everybody, I'm Tony Orlando. Did you know that more than 8,500 children have lost a parent in military service since 9-11? Our soldiers died fighting for our freedom, and their children, they continue to suffer the loss. Join me in proudly supporting Snowball Express, a nonprofit charity that creates opportunities to help heal the children of our fallen heroes. Their year-long efforts culminate in a special week of fun, friendship, and hope. 
We can never fully express the gratitude for the ultimate sacrifice our soldiers have made, but we can honor them by giving back to their children. Please, you join me? Donate now at snowballexpress.org. Forgotten Heroes, the independent film that Hollywood refused to distribute. They were asked to risk their lives in order to save their enemy. The producers of Forgotten Heroes are donating 25% of all sales to the American Veterans Disabled for Life Memorial Fund. We need someone to go in there and bring them out. From first-time director Jack Marino, the home run for America's Vietnam veteran. They are Forgotten Heroes. Buy the DVD now at ForgottenHeroesTheMovie.com. That's ForgottenHeroesTheMovie.com. Hi, I'm Jet Williams. Even though I never knew my father, Hank Williams, his legacy taught me the meaning of lending a helping hand. That's why I support the Orphan Foundation of America. OFA is committed to providing education, mentoring, and a workplace readiness for thousands of teens aging out of the foster care system. With the help of OFA's support programs, these young people can go to college and trade school, graduate, and make the leap from foster care to success. To learn how you can help, visit Orphan.org. Time for more Vegas Never Sleeps. Again, here's your host, Stephen Maggi. We're back with Andrew Amonzo, who is the chief mixologist over at the Trump Hotel's fine dining restaurant, the DJT. Throughout Las Vegas, the art of making cocktails has now become a point of pride. You know, is that sort of competitive in this town? Because, you know, making a drink is a big deal, and I mean, you can get drinks from happy hour great stuff to things that can cost 20 bucks and up is it something where you're always trying to think you know what can we capture here to excite people as they visit oh definitely you know you got you know the strip isn't really known for having a lot of uh you know interesting and unique bars besides like the cosmopolitan or something along those lines but uh yeah that's basically well no andrew can i give me an idea what's your background what brought you here where did you come uh I come from like a family, you know, we've run a lot of restaurants and uh, my father was a bartender himself uh, in Los Angeles at the Beverly Wilshire. Uh, I, I've always fell, fell in love with bartending and my dad taught me at a young age and he gave me a lot of books and uh, from there I kind of just fell in love with it. You know, you know, Jerry Thomas, one of your oldest bartenders, uh, I was influenced by him a lot and, you know, just a lot of stuff, you know, like uh, when I go on a trip or I like to cook, you know, I feel, there's just a taste that I like, and I try to recreate it through a cocktail, I guess you could say. And I guess, is it important to work with the chef here? Because, you know, this is a real upscale restaurant, so you're always trying to look at pairings and that kind of thing beyond the traditional wine, you know, that type of thing. Oh, yeah, hands down. Uh, you know, over here in the in the bar, we make uh, some, you know, some fresh syrups or some fresh shrubs, and, you know, the kitchen will incorporate it in a dessert or vice versa, you know, like... Uh, the kitchen will make a really excellent, like, little small dish, and I'll try to incorporate it to pair with the cocktail. And, you know, we work well together. It's, it's the best thing, I think, when you have that, you know, that close relationship with the kitchen. Absolutely. And now, you know, final question i got to ask you. We're not going to get into politics. <laughs> but now that suddenly it's the president's name on top of this building, uh, do you find, uh, you know, people come in, do they want to talk to you about that? Is it, has it kind of changed the, kind of the ambiance a little bit? Oh, hands down, you know. People are excited right now that there's a new president. And, you know, they just come, they come just to this hotel, not just to stay here, but just to visit it and, you know, just shoot stuff with a bartender. Or, but it never gets, like, crazy. There's no, like, political... Yeah, we don't, we don't deal with that. You know, it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. 
Well, hey, thanks, man. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you a lot. Well, that's it for this weekend. Make sure to join us again next week when you'll meet Michael Boychuk, hairdresser of the stars and owner of the Colors Salon over at Caesars Palace. We'll also visit with Atomic Liquors. That's a place that dates back to the days of atomic testing when guests would go outside and up on the roof to watch the explosion 75 miles away from the blast. All that, plus another visit with our Vegas insider, Scott Robin, and we'll take a trip to the Casino Legends Hall of Fame with its founder, Steve Cutler. Have a wonderful weekend. I'm Stephen Maggi, reminding you, Vegas never sleeps. We'll see you next week for more excitement and energy from the desert. This is Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Don't be stupid with your skin. It's the only skin you're in. Know what's good and bad to do. Find the right and wrong for you. It's time you learn what it's about. Cause indoor tanning is out UV lamps from a tanning bed They can turn your skin beet red Wrinkles come from the UV light And eight spots make you go frightful sight With UV light, it gets worse Skin cancer is a wicked curse Don't be the one that's tan and dead Use your brain, use your head It's time you learn what it's about Cause indoor tanning is out A message from the American Academy of Dermatology